Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now let's get to the show. We say it often here on the Art of Money that the number one concern for retirees is running out of money, correct? The number one concern for retirees is running out of money. Yes, that is correct. What about Social Security? Because we've been talking about that a lot lately, about how it could dissolve in the next 10 years. Is that starting to bump up the list a little bit of concerns for retirees? Well, the younger you are, the more concerned you're about whether or not you're going to have Social Security, right? Right. So it's not going to dissolve in 10 years. What's going to happen, And if you look at what they're saying, if the government does nothing and they change nothing with Social Security and the trust fund runs out, which is what's going to happen, um, and they have made no changes to the way that the government is collecting for it, you're going to have about 75% of the benefits being able to be paid. So what you would have is you would have a reduction in what Social Security could pay out. So rather than do that, what we have heard politicians say is we should raise the age for full retirement benefit, right? So right now, uh, full retirement benefit has moved from 65 to 66. Or people like Luke and I, it's 67. Well, what they want to do is someone who's younger than 40, someone in their 30s like Luke is, they want to take that and make that 70 uh, for full retirement benefit or 72 or maybe even 75. So that way they can push out the benefit amount uh, and reduce that benefit. So if Luke was to take it at 62, instead of having like a 23% hit, he would have like a 50% hit on his Social Security benefit so the government could afford to pay out those benefits. Or... They're going to need to continue to raise how much they accumulate, right? How much they take off of your wages for Social Security. So right now they stop. Uh, They want to make it unlimited. You know, I've heard a few people say that. So it's how they tax Social Security because they never set the money aside. They put it in the general fund. So every single year, all that revenue they bring in for Social Security, they just push right back out the door. I'm going to opt out. (laughs) <laughs> you are not allowed to, sir. I am not allowed to opt out. But um, Art said this in a couple of meetings before with some clients. And, you know, because right now you as a W-2 employee or even if you're self-employed, right? But if you're W-2, your employer pays, you know, 7.5 or 7.6% and you pay the same thing in FICA taxes, which includes Social Security. Well, if you just took that 15%, right, or even just your half that you paid in and you invested that, um, the math works in your favor Mm -hmm. as opposed to putting into the general fund of the government to slosh around and pay you into the future and change your benefits into the future. Now, I did say this a couple weeks ago, you know, if you are on Social Security or close to being on Social Security, they're not going to change it because those are the same age groups of those in office, right? They're not going to change it on themselves because then what about their cousins, brothers, sisters, friends, right? In the average age in office right now, like over 65. It's yes, it's it's climbing. (laughs) We have a president that's way up there. (laughs) It is climbing. So it, it will change for somebody like me, um, which I'm okay with. I mean, there's nothing I can really do other than I wish we could opt out for you though. Try not to pay into it. (laughs) We would do much better if we could invest it for you. Yes. So what are you telling the families that you serve that are a little overwhelmed by all this conversation about Social Security? Well, you cannot rely. I mean, if you look, unfortunately, today, Mark, 75 percent of the families out there are living, you know, 70 to 80 percent of their income is from Social Security. That's not going to do it. You know, you cannot live like if you were to retire right now and you could get your full benefit, Mark. And if it was three thousand dollars a month from Social Security, could you afford to live on that? Uh, No. 
No, exactly. No. So it's not a lot of money. You know, if you're trying to live on $3,000 a month, it doesn't go very far. You know, when you're trying to pay rent mm-hmm. or a mortgage, you know, that's typically right now half of that. You know, 3000 would go immediately in half. And then once you try to pay the property tax and the insurance and all that good stuff, and then once you have to pay your for your automobile, your automobile insurance and all those things, your light bill, your electric bill, all those things, then all of a sudden you don't have hardly anything left for discretion, which is going out to dinner, buying things for the kids and the grandkids, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's a big, big deal. You want to make sure you have money set aside in a 401k, Roth IRA, Roth account of some sort, or just saving on. So basically what you want to try to do is while you're working, discipline yourself to live on 90% or 80% of your income so you can put some aside. So later that money can have grown over a 10 year, 20 year period of time or more so that you can now take that out for retirement income. 321-425-8550. Having a conversation about social security here this weekend on the art of money. All right. What about the growing trend of divorces and gray divorces? 50% of all couples, first time marriages end up in divorce. How does that affect how people draw on their social security or is it easy to manage? I wouldn't say it's easy to manage. You have to know the rules a little bit um, or call and get the correct person on the phone with social security office. Okay, I've good luck with that. That's about to say. <laughs> yeah. or step number one, that might be actually harder than the divorce. I've, yeah, you can actually call three different times to get three different three answers. answers. Yeah, <laughs> I've had some horror stories of people even going into the office recently and the, the local office and um, just not getting any help. And no, we that's not me. You can't do that. Nope. That person's not here. Nope. Fill this form out. We'll call you later. Well, thanks. Uh, but yes, so divorce benefits on social security have become more and more common as more people get continue to get divorced or divorced later in life. And so, you know, if you are age 62 or older and were married to your ex for at least 10 years, you may be eligible, eligible to collect monthly benefits on their behalf or on their record, I should say. Um, so it's going to be more than likely a third or up to a half of your benefit. And so you could actually do this, collect on theirs while yours rises, while you wait to take yours. This is a strategy. And then switch to yours when yours is higher. Um, but you have to be at least 62. You had to be married for at least 10 years. You know, there's a bunch of other loopholes in there, but um, that's that's the common um, statistics. And it does not affect your ex's benefit. So if you were to go on benefit, it's not going to make them mad at you because they don't know and they don't have to know, you know, so basically um, it's your benefit based off of that relationship and that marriage for have been 10 plus years. So you're filing your own benefit. So even though it's on the X's amount, it's still your benefit. So there's no notification that goes to that person. Um, There's nothing there that would cause you any turmoil in your family. So you can go ahead and do that and do it with a clear conscience. Yes. Find an old tax return because you do need their social security number to do it. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) One less conversation you have to have with somebody. Don't send that text. (laughs) Maybe not that phone call. Oh, now you want to talk? 321-425-8550. The realities of life and putting together an income and a retirement plan. The team of the McPherson Finance Group can guide you and navigate you uh, through all the ups and downs of making sure that you are taken care of as you approach retirement. 321-425-8550, artofmoneyradio.com. All right, well, let's talk about lifestyle. And you know, for a lot of us, when the kids move out of the house, we're empty nesters. 
investors. We got these big houses. We want to move. We want to move to Florida. We want to move to a warmer climate. Maybe you want to move closer to family. But the high interest rates have really affected home sales. 67% of adults told Credit Karma that they will delay plans to move until these high interest rates come down. So if somebody wants to downsize their home, would it make sense right now? Because essentially you're going to upside your mortgage. So if you've got a house paid off, Art McPherson, would you suggest that people stay put for as long as they can? Or it's your retirement. If you want to move, move. Yeah, we're actually discouraging that a little bit right now because what would happen, most of our families that are moving into retirement had thought, oh, you know, I'll buy a condo or we'll downsize because we want to travel. What happens is they've been grandfathered the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years. They're paying property tax on a house that was a third of the price, right? So it's grown. It's inflated over time. That house that was worth 250 is now worth 750 or 800,000. But they're really paying property tax on a $250,000 original purchase. If they sell that and they go buy a condo for 400 or 450 or 500, now all of a sudden they're buying a condo at current rates, which have now gone to seven and a half, eight percent instead of probably three percent that they had in the past. And then now you're paying property tax instead of on a $250,000 home you bought 20 years ago, you're paying property tax on a 450, 500,000. So you may see your property tax and insurance numbers through the roof, even if you could buy the house for in cash. So you have to be very careful of that in today's economy right now. Um, it doesn't always pay to downsize. Yeah, I've seen this happen with quite a few clients is, you know, they go to look for homes and there's not much out there to downsize because usually the downsizing homes, depending, of course, of the area is, um, you know, you want a smaller home, but you may not want a cheaper home. And so people are like, well, I'm going to trade in my big house for a uh, smaller house, but they're the same price. Like, well, that's not technically downsizing. That's just, um, you know, you're getting a smaller kitchen table. But as, as Art was mentioning, their property tax, even if you buy the same value of home that your home is, pay for cash, you know, your property tax could, you know, maybe double um, because of where you were grandfathered in. You can still do the homestead on the new house, but now your purchase price value is going to be a lot higher theoretically than what you bought it for. So I think it's a good time to maybe hold put, even if you are paying cash, and we'll kind of see where this market goes. You know, it's probably going to affect a lot of people wanting to move to Florida because it still continues to be, I think, number one place that people are retiring to, especially from the high tax states. Are you seeing that a lot, Luke McCarty, of people coming in from New York? I'm like not Chicago. Luke, but I'll answer the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Art McPherson, um, thanks for being here as well. What are you right. seeing from you know new clients? We do see that. So high-priced property places still work very well, right? So if you're coming from California and you're selling a house, even if it's a four-bedroom, three-bath in California, it might be $2 million home. Mm -hmm. So you're coming to Florida, and if you're buying a $500,000 home, same kind of thing. Big deal. You know, you're going to pay a lot less in property tax and insurance over here than you did in California. So that does work. Something like a New York move, some people coming from Chicago, uh, things like that. Yes, those work very well. We were talking about clients here in the state trying to downsize because now they're at retirement and they want to get a condo or something like that where they don't have to do as much work and they want to be able to travel. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's difficult for them to do that when they're moving just locally. Yeah, if you're coming from the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Taxachusetts. Um, <laughs> see what you did there. You see what I did there? Yes. Your home value went up during COVID, just like ours did here. So you kept up with inflation there. However, your property taxes went up probably dramatically. And the savings you're going to have from buying a home in Florida at the same or lower prices are going to be pretty drastic. And you'll save on, there's no state income tax. Here's a funny story. Not funny. It's real life. But Jeff Bezos, 
right? He's moving from Seattle, Washington area, to Miami. Is that because of taxes, or is it? It's because of a capital gains tax from the state <laughs> and other state taxes. But I think he owns hundreds of millions of dollars. I of just stock. find that comical because you know Jeff Bezos' politics lean in a way that I always thought he'd be like, "I'm not going to Florida. Florida's a red state. I'm not going to go there." And now he's like, "Oh, maybe I will after all." There's a lot of those politicians, or not politicians, just people in general with a lot of money whose politics do not line up with Florida who move here because, huh? They, they, they just works. do the math. When all his companies are worth trillions of dollars, and all yeah. of a sudden that's how he's being compensated. Do you want to pay an extra 10 or 15% to sell this stock in this state? Or you want to just take your private jet back to this state whenever you want to? Uh, right? Fascinating how that works sometimes. I know, right? Uh, the, the, if you tax rich people, they leave. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 74725. Today's show has been a work of art.